Ooh, that was a good one. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) (laughs) so the name of this beer is Old Chub, (laughs) and it's a Scotch ale, which we thought was appropriate. Which to me makes me think that the beer we're about to consume is an aging boner. (laughs) Old, an aging Scottish boner. Um, and since we don't have a bit, I'm just going to say aging Scottish boner again. (laughs) And then I'm going to say whatever comes out of my mouth next, Mm -hmm. which in this case is going to be that I can't believe that when I was not remembering Kevy Lebby and was instead making up (laughs) a bunch of names from Kevy Lebby that I didn't think to call it a Kieran Culkin. (laughs) I can't believe I didn't think of that. Mm -hmm. I was sitting on the toilet this morning, and this is what happens when I'm sitting on the toilet, apparently. Best ideas. I can't believe I can't believe I didn't think to call it a Kieran Culkin. And in fact, I'm not entirely convinced that that isn't actually a word in Gaelic. What do you think a Kieran Culkin means? I mean, I think it means a Kevy Levy. (laughs) But maybe, maybe it means an aging Scottish boner, for all I know. (laughs) Or maybe it means under the radar better than your brother. Oh, like you're the the kind of maybe older sibling that nobody really paid attention to. But really, when you get down to it, you're a much better person and like uh, generally speaking, better at everything. Yeah, well, better actor for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it could also it could also mean um, the the <laughs> moment when you realize that you all poured yourself beers and didn't save one for the opening sound. That might be. <laughs> A little translation. Well, we'd already opened the growler we were working on, so I just emptied it out. But we did have a beer to open. We did the old chub. Uh, it might also mean like a like a youthful Scottish boner, or maybe it means Karen Culkin means missed it by two years. Yeah, it might mean that. <laughs> it could mean uh, it could mean um, uh, the the unsatisfying feeling of um, fucking in the basement of a ship for 30 seconds. Yeah. That was a real Kieran Culkin. Mm. <laughs> Missed it by two I years. I think it probably just means, it just means Kevy Levy. Yeah. I. So we're just going to call Kevy Levy Kieran Culkins. Are we just going to start saying Kieran Culkin instead of Stramash? <laughs> it was a Stramash. It was a real Kieran Culkin. <laughs> I think that's got to be it. Okay. I don't know what to do. Have any of our bits ever crashed and burned like this one is? Oh, I'm sure that a couple of the times when we were really hungover, it was like this. You know what I feel like right now? I feel like I was really primed for a really solid bit. And instead, all I got was 30 seconds of unsatisfying fucking in the basement of a ship while water dripped on your forehead well i didn't mind that part uh, it would be distracting can well, everyone but then i'd be worried that they would be disease rats oh like disease rat oh, water that's right. rat water oh, it's like it's like what the good place said about clam chowder <laughs> that was clam chowder that was a clam chowder deck Mm-mm. you need to watch the good hi, place. Sophie. hi sophie you do need to how have we not convinced you of this yet i've seen the first season i just haven't gone it and like gotten the second season Bucket. to watch yeah, yeah. Hot ocean water hot ocean milk is clam chowder with yes. with <laughs> dead bug croutons? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of weak stuff, like every and time you know I hear what? that, makes me want to throw. In fact, because of that, I turned down free clam chowder this week because I looked at it and all I could think of was warm ocean milk. Yeah, you know what I would? I wish you would have done. I wish you would have looked at it and then flipped the table so the clam chowder went everywhere, and then I could have said, "Wow, Julie, that was a real Kieran Culkin." <laughs>
Welcome to Probably Not Podcast, <laughs> Not Many Podcast. I'm Allison Shoemaker. I'm Julie Starbird. That's Janine. Hi. Reunited and it feels so good. Hey. Uh, we started oddly and now I have no idea how the show you know you know what the fucking bit was we what? were in the bit doldrums I am like yes. this is nothing but whiffs from me I am batting zero Not I'm missing true. every Karen pitch Culkin is it's quality like, it's like uh, the person I'm playing with is playing like kids t-ball and I'm still just totally is that why they call it wiffle ball because you whiff no <laughs> that's the name of the ball okay well, in this case, Although, it's because I'm totally whiffing. The instance of whiffing is very high in wiffle ball because usually it's like three-year-olds playing it and they have very limited motor skills. Well, in this case, my comedic motor skills are feeling very limited. <laughs> Luckily, I've got this, I've got a, a, just a fistful of old chub right now. <laughs> and it's 8%. 8%. Ooh. Oh, God. Uh, we are talking about episode nine the right? doldrums, yes. The, the old doldrums. Um, and before we get started, I wanted to say Sophie's real chatty today, so that should well, be fun. Because we were in there and I was trying to get her to cuddle while we were watching the show and she's like, fuck off, I'm sleeping. And now she's like, I am awake and everyone should know. Well, I did keep asking her questions. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't answer any of them. I got, what a, see, another whiff, another missed opportunity. <laughs> this really is the doldrums. Um, it's a weird day. It's in a way, the weather's kind of strange. Yeah. I've been watching The Punisher since 9 a.m. Oh my God. The Punisher? Yeah, that's a, I can't, I actually legally can't say when it comes out, even though I think it's common knowledge. I had to sign this a form saying Netflix? Yeah. Oh, fun. Um, oh, okay. Review to come. Whatever. John Bernthal's kind of hot. I, he seems like an interesting fellow. Yeah, I, he's like dirty hot. He, uh, he had a really interesting interview about the Kevin Spacey thing. Uh, and really? Like, it just, and it wasn't like a big aside, but it was like him saying, yeah, I didn't like that guy. And now I'm, I know why I didn't like him. He treated everybody like shit on set. And like, if it had been women, I think I would have reacted different. Oh, right. Because he's in Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And yeah. so, and he was like, but he treated all the men really weird. And I didn't know why I didn't like him. Now I know. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's dirty hot. And dirty hot like fancy dirty hot or no. dirty hot like Chris Cooper in adaptation? Sort of, but mm. like but more conventionally hot at okay. the same time. So dirty pretty um, hot. He's well dirty, it's your hot. it's kind of your <laughs> sweet spot. It's the drag you into a cave hot. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah, I know you do. Mm-hmm. Um well now I just want to say welcome to Podletter Drugcast now because that's a better button. Um, my instincts are all off. Um, how how's everybody else's day been today? I didn't sleep last night. Uh, Why? Um, I just didn't sleep last night. I'm sorry, okay. bro. That yeah. sucks. I mean, sis. Um, it's cool. It was a. So I don't want to misgender you, Janine. I'm, whatever you need to give. Fluid at this moment. Gender fluid. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, cool. that's how I, I have a stuffed animal foxy that hides in my um, uh, apartment. They're gender fluid, you know. Foxy? Yeah. Foxy. Foxy. Julie, how's your day? Um, mellow. Yeah. Like, um, Neil has been ill this weekend, so I've been trying to help him out a little bit. And, but I've also been sleeping in what we refer to as the summer home, <laughs> which is our front room <laughs> on the folded out futon. So because he's sick, he gets the big bed and I've been sleeping on the futon. So kind of a little fuzzy, but I'm going to, I'll be cool. 
Cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, maybe, I what? Maybe daylight saving times has done this to us because now it's so dark all the time. You know, for uh, two things on that. First of all, I learned last week thanks to a Twitter asshole. You don't often <laughs> learn things from Twitter assholes, but this one I learned from. Um, I learned that it, technically it is daylight saving time. There is no S. It's daylight saving time is mm, the actual mm. official term. Mm. I had no idea. You want to know why? Because daylight saving time sounds stupid. Daylight <laughs> savings time sounds correct. <laughs> Did he give you a well actually before saying it? No, but what he what he did do is he said, uh, well, senior writer, because that's in my bio. Oh my I think God. a senior writer would know it's daylight saving time. And then I did what I always do when someone appears out of nowhere that doesn't follow me to tell me I did something wrong. And I went and I checked what else they've been tweeting about. And it was just him searching for people who were saying daylight savings time on Google and correct no. Google on Twitter and correcting me. <laughs> so that was how he spent his morning. Get a fucking life. And, and you know what? It was early. It was like really early. So what he chose to do with the first day of daylight savings time <laughs> was spend it on the internet telling people they're wrong. And Ugh, you know what? Maybe what that's turn. his happy place. Anyway, so that's one of the daily savings time. That's funny. The other is every time I hear the term now, I can't help but think about that moment in Hocus Pocus when that little shit goes daylight savings time. And all the witches think that they're going to die. No, nobody. Bueller. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, I remember a little bit because I've seen the redacted a couple of times, but like I never saw the movie. So, well, it's worth it just for bet. Anyway, (laughs) um, anyway, Patty, uh, we are going to talk about doldrums. So I thought was it was okay, but like a bit of a doldrum. It was kind of boring, but I guess they're trapped on a ship. There's not much they can do. Do about I mean, that? In, in and that it's respect, supposed to be kind yeah, of boring. It was successful in that way for sure. I get it. There were some good moments. I um, liked. I liked little uh, little redheaded uh, Scottish Kevin Lambert. What was his? <laughs> what's his name? Innes. The thing. I first it sounded like he said Innes, and then it sounded like he said Hayes. And the thing is that those are both last names of Ardsmuir prisoners in the books. Uh huh. Both of whom have like future things happen to so them. So they're the they're the two guys we just don't know maybe which one so. is which. Yeah. Well and the, so here's a uh a Jisui book spoilers. So that would be a Jisui book spoilers. <laughs> um, uh Duncan Innes in the book uh, loses an arm mm-hmm. in Ardsmuir uh because uh, he gets sick. I, I'm assuming he gets blood poisoning or something and he has to lose an arm. So for a second when whichever one whether it's Hayes or Innes when he was on the thing Mast. You know ship terms. I know a few. Okay. So not the mast, but the thing that goes out from the mast. Oh, nope. The, po- the, <laughs> the pointy boom. outer. The boom. The boom? I'd boom. Call, I'll call it the boom. The it maybe boom. boom. Maybe boom. I, I'll call it boom. I, I don't we'll think it's it. that, but I'm going to go with it. Okay. Well, we're mm. going to call it the boom. The boom. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought he was going to lose his arm right I there. Thought what, I thought the solution, and this is like... Pure madness. This is, this is, I have not been sleeping well and my brain is in a weird space thought because I really for a second thought the way that they were going to solve this problem, the way they were going to find a Jonah is that Jamie was going to say, well, we can't throw him overboard because the only offender is his hand. He didn't touch the thing with his hand Ah. and then they're going to cut his arm off and throw it overboard. I really somehow thought that was what was going to happen. So someone fire me from every TV criticism (laughs) job I have because that's a terrible idea. Don't do that. What I thought when you said that was that maybe he was going to fall off the beam in some way that 
took his arm. Like his arm was just going to get ripped off. Like from, well, you know, like Jamie ropes. was so strong that when he caught him by the arm, his, his body disconnected from his arm. Would I have been surprised by oh, that? God. No, no, not <laughs> one bit. Would I have been surprised <laughs> by that? Oh, my, my entire side hurts just thinking about that. Oh, uh, God. We also, Julie and I both spent a lot of this episode thinking about, uh, I think for Julie, the biggest point of reference was hook. And for me, it was the, um, Mary Martin, Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. So every time Jamie was walking, walking around, I kept going, I got to crawl. No, you weren't a. Oh, guys, no. Oh, right. It is a boom. Yeah. <laughs> it is a boom. <laughs> that might be like smaller silly, but still, I'm going to go with yes. Okay. okay. Um, so let's get let's into go back the, to the beginning. Let's, let's get into the doldrums. The doldrums. Um, there are those who would say we are already there. Um, so strong sexual <laughs> content. 2017. Strong sexual content uh, was promised. Oh. On the title card. And you know, that really gets me excited. Um, and so I wrote Julie it down. Has the strangest turn-ons. I wrote it down and um, <laughs> really wanted the show to, you know, deliver. Psh, we'll see. When the double down I mean, on it that. seemed like it delivered for Claire. And then when does it not deliver for Claire? Um, presumably with Frank. But did they? I don't think they did. Well, actually, you know what? Pre-Scotland, well-known, pre-past, pre-Dick Rock, mm-hmm. she seemed very satisfied. You remember? Right. She got a fucking tongue bath in the vagina in a deserted castle. That's true. That was That's one of my favorite scenes that I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. <laughs> you have to give me a bath. All right. I fucking love that. With my tongue. That's right up there with, uh, are you hungry? Oh, yes, but not to eat. Vagina, 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 vagina. So the theme music happens, and you guys, it's different. I responded to it differently. I wanted to dance more. What's going on here? Oh, it's the drums. The drums are totally like Caribbean drums. And then the actual series of events in the credits is different. Yeah, basically all of them from the point where the drums came in, it was all new footage, no more credits, dear. It used to be like, well, at least with season two, when we got new imagery, it was all, it was France stuff mixed with Scotland stuff. And then Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the season, it was new Scotland stuff mixed with old Scotland stuff. And now it was just like straight up. America. New stuff. Credit steer was gone for real this time. Yeah. All right. Damn. RP credit steer. For real. Uh, so was the horseback, horseback shot. That's the gone. big one because that one's been consistent. That and credit steer have been consistent the whole time. Um, and those were both gone. There were some good ones. Um, I knew I, there were things about them I can't say because they, I assume, correspond to moments in the books. In the books. The, the only one that I really remember now, right now, just like thinking about it was. I think it was a close-up of Claire's feet on a beach and blood everywhere. Oh, jeez. I think you're a smushing too, because the blood everywhere one that was somebody's feet was obviously like maybe having blood washed off them. Yes, yes. No, it was um, rinsing off. But that was on a floor. But okay. then there was also Claire, or presumably Claire, somebody crawling onto a beach yes. from out of the water. Yes. I rem- Now that you say that, I remember that too. Yeah. All right. So then we're in the action and we're down on the docks and there's a big red boat with the name Artemis on it. And it's where Jamie and Claire are going to go get on a boat to go get fucking Wien. From the pirates. <laughs> and Jamie is being talked to by the quartermaster. What do we call this guy? Oh, that was Jared. That's his cousin, That's right? Jared. From France. Winebro. Winebro. Winebro came back with this boat and it's like, okay, here you go. You can take this boat. I got all these guys on it. Uh, you gonna throw up some? 
Like he totally just straight up pokes him right in the eyeball about it. I think, well, you know what? First of all, cousins. That's what you do, right? Uh, second, um, I think like they they didn't quite make clear that what Jared is doing. It was um, not clear remember, at all. Jared is a, a wine merchant, a very right. successful wine merchant. And the way that Jamie and Claire got to live their fancy Paris life is that he was like, well, great, because I actually have to go to this place and check on these fancy casks of port or whatever. So since you're really good at math, will you like do my job for me for a bit? Great. Then you get free servants and I get to go on vacation and get the fuck out of here. Sounds good. Bye. I don't know if you've noticed, but Paris is filthy. Bye. <laughs> um, so he's this incredibly successful wine merchant, mm-hmm. uh, has not yet had his head guillotined. And, um, oh yeah, pre-revolution. Yeah. Gives them, I, I worry for Cousin Jared. Wow. Uh, just gives saying. them <laughs> a ship to go and get Ian, which is like, I don't, uh, a shit ton of money. Percentage of his income. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a little bit like handing over someone, like now, like handing over someone in like your car. I can't even fathom actually how no, much money that is. Because like it's also handing, handing over to someone for a business you run, like five semi trucks and all of the shit that goes in them. Yeah. yeah like the people, the to people drive that drive them. them. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, a lot. Yeah. It's a, like, at least, it's huge. So, and yeah, you're right. It was Jared, but I, it was really kind of weirdly unclear. Yeah. They, if they put him in the previously, it would have, but it, it was such a short mm-hmm. scene that I'm assuming that's why they didn't. Anyway, um, they also, and it's, there you can't possibly fit everything in in from the books ever mm-hmm. uh, but one of the reasons that they had to leave so fast it wasn't just to chase ian although that we in sorry although that is obviously part of it um but it's also there's only so much time of the year that you can actually cross the ocean because mm-hmm. then it's winter and then you're just gonna die right, right? like you'll just die so um uh, they had to leave before the season totally changed. It was like the very end of the season when they could leave. So they had mm-hmm. to leave basically right away. So it was too sweet. Let's get on this boat and go. Um, which then we, Jen Moniz watched with us today. Jen and Allison and I discussed the fact that Claire and Jamie literally leave on a boat without telling Jenny and Ian that their son has been kidnapped by pirates. What? Well, again, they had to I'm leave I'm going to write them a letter. Well, like, that's how it's going to roll. I mean, it's not like he could call. No, I know. I know. But it's also like how it goes. Oh, but oh, but it just felt the weird. They screw it up a little bit because they have people go and pick up their stuff. Mm-hmm. And they could have just had, but then he just, I don't know. You could have had Fergus say, uh, here's the deal. Jamie is maybe making some questionable decisions. I just it's can't not really the first ha- time. I have to take my sweatshirt off, you guys. Hold on. Okay. It's not the first time that Jamie has made questionable decisions. So, I guess that Jared named him Super Cargo, mm-hmm. which means he's in charge of the freight of the boat, which I guess is still going to be delivered. Mm. He's he's also on, the rations and shit, right? And and everything like the food, the water, everything. Jamie is. Jamie's in charge. The captain is below him. Mm. The captain's running the boat, but Jamie's the guy that's like, "Hey, chill out. This yeah. is my cousin's." Ship. Money. Yeah. I'm watching. The captain all this. is still in charge of the ship. He's mm-hmm. just in charge of the provisions. Stuff. What else? Yeah. Um, and then that's when old cousin Jared gives him the old what for about puking. And I'm like, looks like everyone knows about the weak semen. Yeah. Well, everybody knows. I, and apparently it's not a family trait because Jared doesn't seem to share it. No. So it's not a family of weak semen. No. Mm-mm. It's just the one. It's just the one. Just one bad swimmer. And, and then that's all it takes. That's really all oh, it no, takes. He's a strong swimmer. He's just a weak, weak semen. semen. Yeah. Um, 
And then I, for some reason, just wrote Jamaica, question mark. I guess that's where they said they were going. The West Indies. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we see the, the McDew guys, the guys from Arzmuir Prison that are the new Angus and Rupert. And they are Innes and what? I think they're Innes and Hayes. I'm going to check the old, the uh, old internet M- machine. Um, And they are going to be on the boat with Jamie. Um, the redheaded one who I think is in us, I think that's what they call them, is not looking forward to this. He does not like being on a boat and he called it a bucket of shit, I think. <laughs> that's pretty accurate for the boats at that time. Yeah, which kind of made me laugh. Um, and kind of accurate about cruise ships now because they are. Those things are fucking filthy. Literally buckets of shit. Yeah. Like when people get trapped on them. Buckets of shit. 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 So, oh yeah, and I even wrote down here. New Angus and Rupert McDew guys names? Question mark. This is before we even had the question about what their names were. And then we flash to the deck of the boat and Claire and Jamie are there and I guess they're about to cast off and all the sailors are coming up and rubbing this horseshoe on a post. So it's obviously a uh, superstition on this boat that everybody's got to touch a damn horseshoe. This becomes very important, Janine. Okay, oh. so there is no Innes. So my entire crackpot theory that they were just going to cut that, stu- that dude's hand off was even more bullshit. So who um, are these two? They are Leslie and... Hayes. Hey, so Hayes is the redhead. Hayes and Hayes is a, is a character from the books. I okay. think Hayes is the redhead. The thing is, neither of them has a photo on their IMDb page. Oy. The only photo of of both of them is a photo that they're both in together, of course. So this is this is it. So I I assume that it's Hayes that he's Hayes. Keith Fleming. Keith Fleming. Does it say his name in the listing, the cast listing? Keith Fleming Hayes? Yes. Okay, so he is Hayes. So the I think redhead. He, the redhead yeah. is Hayes. The, the Kevin Lambert looking motherfucker. So he's Hayes. Uh, Hayes is the one that doesn't want to be on the boat. And that also becomes very important later, Janine. I am definitely paying attention. So <laughs> they're on the boat. Everybody's rubbing the fucking horseshoe. And then... Jamie lets Claire know that the reason why everybody's saying hello to him and completely ignoring her existence is because both of them are bad luck for different reasons. Oh. She is bad luck because, <laughs> doy, she's a woman. And women just shouldn't be on boats or, you know, like allowed to do anything. And then he is bad luck because he's a redhead. What about what about Hayes? Man, Hayes is like an underling. That's I think. like a well, and he's like a strawberry blonde, maybe. Like he's got reddish, like stubble color, but his hair's mostly blonde. Whereas Jamie is a straight up ginger. Mm-hmm. Okay, like the gingest of gingers. The uh, gingy ginger. So they yeah. nobody is happy to see either one of them, and to know that Jamie is kind of in charge, and also that Claire is actually the sh- the boat surgeon now. They uh, making she's the her doctor. the most qualified ship surgeon in the history of up until that <laughs> yeah. point. Yes, yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, boosh. Fergus appears, but he's not alone. Oh, yeah, because there, there's a conversation between um, Hayes and not Hayes where um, <laughs> uh, they're talking about, oh, well, the the frog, the wee frog is already on board. Mm-hmm. And uh, he brought and some and stuff for you. Kevin Lambert looking motherfucker. Hayes goes, 
oh yeah, ah, I, and he brought, and then the other one elbows him in the side more obviously than anyone has ever elbowed anyone in the side ever. And he's like, your luggage. And so one of the words was Shh. your baggage. <laughs> nailed it. I yes. nailed it. Nailed it. So Fergus shows up with a woman. More bad luck. Oh, shit. You know what's even more bad luck? Guess who she is, Janine? Oh, no. Who? The oldest daughter of Larry. Oh, shit. Yes, Marsley. Larry Jr. Larry. Marsley. Marsley. I want to say, uh, you all know my love of Davina Porter on the audiobooks. She's Marsali. So it's very weird for me to keep hearing Marsley. Marsley. Marsali. That's actually. Marsley. Masley. That's Masley. That's better. Masley. Masley. Marsali. So I guess Fergus, Fergus and Marsley are going to get hitched. And they've already actually been hand fasted. They've been courting and they're hand fasting. And Jamie, who is kind of Marsley's dad, right? Oh, yeah. Is like, has no idea. He is very taken by surprise. And then, boop, the boat's on the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and they're already out there when Fergus and Marsley come up. Uh, they're already at sea and Jamie's mm-hmm. like, um, Captain, we need to turn the boat around That's because right. you don't understand uh, if this girl stays on this boat, my wife's going to kill me and also my other wife is going to kill me and also my not daughter's going to kill me and also probably everybody on board is going to kill me because then it's two <laughs> women. So like, dude, can we, bro, 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 bro can we bro. please? Can we please turn this ship around? Just stop this shit. Yeah. And the, and the captain's like, um, n- no. no. That's not how boats work. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie does not automatically Ralph. I want you all to know, I spent at least 20 minutes of this episode thinking we were never going to see a Jamie Ralph. And the second, I was so pissed. And the second I was like, I'm just going to, if there's no Ralphing, I'm just going to throw something. Then it was. <laughs> so that was great. Anyway. So Jamie's like, okay, fine. If we're all on this boat together, here's how it's going to work. Oh, no. Because then he's like, well, we're going to stop and pick up more supplies in handy, convenient Portsville. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marcel's like, no, you have the nerve to tell me what I should do when you pissed off my mom and then you stepped this whore. And then you. She straight up does call Clara whore. You dropped up many times. Oh, you wow. dropped a bomb in my life. And now you're going to try to tell me that I can't hit it with this hot Frenchman. By the way, they haven't hit it yet. No. That's important as well. Oh. He has neither hit it nor quit it. Yeah. So, oh, and he will not forget it. He will not forget it. So one Jamie's heart, like, <laughs> Jamie's like, here we go. Fergus and I will bunk together. Claire and Marcy will bunk together. And Claire is like, they both go, what? <laughs> and Claire like drags him aside. She's like, I haven't seen you in twenty years. And you're going to take me out of your bed. And we're all like, she's right. She's not wrong. But he does make it happen. So we only get one scene of them together in the bedroom. And that's later. This, I, I mean, of Claire and Marcy together, bunking together. But it's very brief and it's later. So we find, um, I don't know if Fergus mentions that he brought stuff for them from Lolly Brock or if we just see it in the room and then it's opened, right? Well, we already heard they were bringing yeah. stuff. And then Claire looks in the trunk. Yeah. But that's she comes into Jamie's quarters and he is not feeling it. He is ill. He is like, he's got his back up against a like mass types of, like, oh, and he's like holding his stomach. He's obviously a weak seaman, not feeling well. You know, I mostly appreciate that, that Sam Huon plays so much, um, uh, in the area of v- restraint, right? Like it's very, 
Jamie is mostly pretty in control. Mm-hmm. He'd like, he's a master of the field, 10, show seven. Like, mm-hmm, he's really mm-hmm, good at that. Mm-hmm. He does it really well. Is it too much for a bitch to ask for a little, like, oh my God, I'm going to die? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. He does actually oh. say he'll be dead tomorrow. I know, but, but it's very but controlled. Goes, I'll be dead tomorrow. What I want is, oh my, no, just kill me. Please just kill me now. <laughs> oh, you don't understand. He's coming out of both ends. <laughs> yeah, so he is not doing I just, like, I don't know a single dude on the planet and maybe maybe Neil's an exception to this I don't know a single dude on the planet who's any good at being sick no he's he's he, get, he has gotten better okay he used to be much worse but now he is he knows that I will set him up for success I will get him everything he needs and then I'm leaving him the fuck alone and that's the way it goes down because I don't want to be around his plague ass hands See, I'm I'm a I'm a nurturer. No, I nurture up to a point. I get him everything he needs. I get him food. I get him Kleenex. I get him all set up in there, and then I'm like, "Bye, see you in three days." You know, <laughs> I, I've been sick a lot by myself, so I feel like I'm all right. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm all right. Though no one's been able around to tell me that I'm not all right. Yeah. Well, Jamie, Jamie is for the most part pretty doing okay. okay. All right about but it. what I'm saying is, would it have been so bad? Excuse me, Ron Moore. Would it have been so bad? Could a girl just get some? Oh, I think it's just so many. Just kill me, please. You don't understand. Oh, oh it passed. No. <laughs> please. I want a little comedy. I want some comedy with the one thing that Jamie's bad at. Although apparently he's also bad at telling the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth that's that's but true i just want i just want some like like puking in your mouth and swallowing it oh, like i want like i want that's some good. That's i want visual. some puke hijinks oh. we get last week we got fucking everything is terrible let's fuck hijinks if i can get those kind of hijinks can't we get some puke hijinks <sighs> i want him puking on the floor trying to get up to clean himself off slipping and, and then puking falling in it <laughs> and like puking that's what again i want because he hit the ground yep. and yep. then maybe crying and then puking because he cried i want him laying on the ground because he's too <laughs> Too miserable to move, and then puking, and then just giving up and putting his face in it. <laughs> like, oh. What does it matter? I'm just going to be dead anyway. Okay, do, Jamie, do you want any food? No, I've no. got everything I need right here. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I just want. I want him. I want him just pissing himself because he can't be bothered to get up. I want. I want the whole nine. Is that and what it's like in the, book? in the book? Well, no. Of course, Jamie is not. It's not high chanks, mm-hmm. but he is um, very ill. Mm-hmm. And he just basically doesn't do anything. And every time Claire tries to bring him food, he's like, I hate you. <laughs> please, please just fucking go back to the 60s. <laughs> Leave me to die in peace. Then the cook, who I just, I actually just realized, one of my favorite minor characters in the book isn't isn't the Irish ship's cook named Aloysius Murphy. He has a peg leg. A plus Because name. he lost a fight with a shark. The shark took a bite out of him, but then he took a bite out of the shark. shark. Oh, and Aloysius. Then he, and then he talks about all the great things you can make with sharks. Anyway, um... He gets really pissed at Claire for trying to enter his kitchen. And then she's all like, okay, well, how about this? I need water to clean the poop deck. Is the, the poop deck isn't the actually where you poop, is, it is it? It's, no. actually, it's, poop, it's called the poop no, deck. I, no. I, yeah. the, the plank with a hole in it where you shit on a ship. Oh, the toilet. <laughs> the head. Latrine. Oh, you know, the I head. think it's the, the head. head. The head. The head. I, I need hot water to clean the head. He's like, well, you can get the fuck out of my kitchen. I don't care. And she's like, okay, how about this? I have saffron and lavender and cumin and like all of this shit. And I will trade you all of these things if you will just not be such a dick. And he's like, great. Welcome aboard. <laughs> right? So then they're friends. And then she goes to him and is like, listen, my husband, he's puking his guts out. I'm worried that he's just going to Ralph all over everything we've ever owned and all over me. And then I'm just going to be forced to go 
back to the 60s because I can't take this much more vomiting. Please, will you help me? And he takes it as a personal affront that Jamie can't eat any of his food. So he's constantly cooking things that we, he can get Jamie to eat. And oh, Jamie's gosh. just like, I'm going to fucking murder someone. I'll kill you. And this, this is like chapters and chapters. Oh, but he's God. also trying to handle all this other ship's intrigue. And then ultimately... Uh, Etienne Chalk comes in and has the conversation with him about about his balls. Yeah, that's about, about his below tits. How can we don't call them below tits? I don't know. Okay. Below anyway, tits? we'll get below to the, we'll get to the below tits when Aft we get to them. Tits? No, I got Aft? nothing. Hind tits. Hind tits. Well, Bottom no, that tits. Be, that would be your butt though. Base tits. Base tits. <laughs> like a basement. Low tits. Low, Low tits. tits. Dangle tits. Dangle no. tits. <laughs> Tit drape. Okay, so Claire is bringing him titsack. Titsack. Claire is bringing him ginger tea to try and calm his stomach. It is not working. And then all of a sudden, somebody runs in and is like, "Hey, surgeon, (laughs) woman, whatever, we need you." And she runs out, and one of the sailors um, who we saw. The, the camera dallied on him when he touched the horseshoe earlier. Mm. And we noticed that he is of a swarthy persuasion, possibly Italian, Mediterranean, and then his name is like Benedetto. And we're like, oh. I think it's Manzetti. Manzetti, the Italian. <laughs> he got hit in the head by one of the booms or whatever. Boom. And he's okay. And she's checking him for a concussion. First of all, she says the word concussion and everyone on the boat is like, Watch! They're like, uh, what? And she goes, oh, never a head wound. What is fucking (laughs) head wound, head wound. And she's like, you're going to be okay. You're going to have a scar, but you're cool. And you're not really hurt. And he goes, this is because somebody didn't fucking touch the horseshoe. Oy vey. And then the captain, it's like, Claire's like, what? And of course she has no time for this nonsense. And she's trying, she's not even really trying to hide her kind of disdain for this superstition bullshit and the captain is like not pleased he's like okay i would like you and your husband to come to dinner tonight in my quarters please please <laughs> and claire's like well i don't think my husband will be eating but i'd be glad to join you what one question one question um is is your cabin covered in vomit, vomit? No? no great no great i'll be there can we start now i'll be there um so oh and then there's a great moment where the captain tries to throw some Shakespeare in Claire's face. There are more things in heaven and um, earth. Horatio. Horatio. And she goes, yeah, 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 they're dripped up in your philosophy. I know. I, <laughs> and she like whips back and he's like, oh, an educated broad. And uh, probably a witch, but I dig it. And that's actually when he invites her to dinner is after the Shakespeare dick measuring. Mm. So he has found she is a woman of quality. Shakespeare dick measuring. I love that. Yeah, well, it was. It's 100% what he was yeah. doing. He was trying to fucking like intimidate her with like poetry or knowledge or something. She's like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. I just cured this guy's head wound. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, well, if it were done when tis done, then tore better. It were done quickly. It was, she was like, Shakespeare's very wise. Like she actually uses his name in the cabinet. Is like, oh, one of those Emory bitches. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. How was Sarah Lawrence? <laughs> So uh, then we flash to Fergus talking to Jamie about why he hasn't told Jamie about Marsley. And it basically he's like, I was just like you. I was a coward. And that's kind of it. Yeah, basically, um, Jamie is trying to tell Fergus, like, you can't possibly know that you love her. 
because you're young and stupid and, and these things don't get entered into lightly. And Fergus is like, um, you uh, didn't know. Listen, you milady. told me you fell, in, you fell in love with Milady at first sight because he's still doing that. Caesar, dumb boy. Damn, boy. Damn, Caesar, boy. Damn, boy. He's is giving very hot, hot Fergus. <laughs> he's giving hot Fergus this great mix of, um, of like a Scots accent and a French accent. That's really cool. There's some really good, I don't know who the dialect coach is on the show, but there are some cool things happening because mm-hmm. Etienne Cho. Mm-hmm. You know, is great. There was this, so there was this thing when I was writing, sidetrack, but it's a short one. When I was writing um, re- uh, episodic reviews of The Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. which by the way is great, although it's a lot. So if you are not in a place where you can handle a lot, don't watch it yet. It'll be around, but it's a <laughs> lot. I raised my hand quietly yep. because that's me. Well, I pretty much told Julie, hey, this maybe isn't for you right now. Um, but it's an excellent show. And there was this weird thing when I was writing the reviews because in the book, in The Handmaid's Tale, <laughs> yeah. um, you never, the narrator is only called Offred of mm. Fred, mm-hmm. and you do not know her, her real name. name. Um, there's a list near the beginning of a bunch of names of the characters, but you don't know which one is hers. Um, and straight up at the end of the first episode, she says her real name. <gasps> Whoa. Uh, so... From there on out, she thinks of herself by that name and everyone else calls her Offred. And I'm not going to say it because I guess it's a spoiler. And I'll yeah. say it. But there was uh, a, an, an internal debate for me that actually became a conversation that I had in the comment sections of these AV Club reviews on multiple occasions about whether or not I should be calling her Offred or this other name. Oh, um, okay. And it was like – and for a while I did like one slash the other and it – yeah, and I kind of stuck with that because the the she's credited in the like in the credits on IMDb everywhere as uh, Offred, uh, and everybody else gets their off name and then their real name if their real name is revealed. Anyway, uh, I feel similarly about Mr. Willoughby slash Etienne, Etienne Chaw mm-hmm. because in the books he's Mr. Willoughby and you don't the hear his real time. name very much. Like Claire calls him Mr. Willoughby, Jamie calls him Mr. Willoughby, but because Claire is calling him Etienne Chaw, I kind of feel like that's what we should do too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So Fergus basically is like, yes, she, Jamie's like, does she know about your past? Does she know what a dirty bird you are? You stupid Frenchman. And Fergus is like, do you mean that I was raised in a brothel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows that. (laughs) And Jamie's kind of like, oh, okay. Does she know about all the other women you've boned? And Fergus is like, "Mm, no. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, but think about all those women. And then he starts like... Laying out the fact that uh, damn boy is a little bit of a lady killer and has been doing it a lot and then always like loses interest. Mm. He's like, what about this lady? What about Rita? What about Sandy? What about blah? And then Fergus is like, hey, hey, I hear you, man. But I want you to know that ever since I've started uh, seeing Marsley, I haven't seen anyone else, nor have I actually lain with Marsley since we started. And so it's like. He's making a, a serious point. I am holding out because I really like her. And Jamie's like, hmm. And he's got some things to consider. Yeah. Grumble, grumble, he's grumble. He's grumble, grumble, <laughs> dad. Grumble. Yeah. He's a little judgy. Um, and Marcy is having none of it. And wasn't it that, it, so Jamie's like, how could you know this? You just met her. And Fergus is like, 
I believe that you told me that the first time you ever saw Milady, you were instantly in love with her. So you need to stuff it, old man. uh, (laughs) Step back. Yeah. Bro. Mm -hmm. Bro. Um, I just wrote, I just wrote the note. Fergus holding out on the doing it. All right. And then we go to dinner with the captain and it's just Claire and the captain. And the only thing that I wrote down from this is that the captain, they're discussing superstitions and how it doesn't matter whether or not they're true. It just matters whether or not the seamen (laughs) believe it. And then he's like, well, one of the things you could do to help out is that a woman's bare breasts are supposed to like quiet the sea. So, I mean, you could get out their tits out and like everything would be done. And Claire's like, <laughs> hilarious. No, that is not happening. <laughs> you know, I sort of wish she had just gone for it. I sort of wish she'd been like, chew, 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 lay the fork down, stand up, whip them out and just go out on board like this. Like the, what do they call the thing on the front of the boat? That's the, the mermaid, like the, um, the bow masthead. No, the, oh, the masthead. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. gone out there and like fucking Kate Winslet. I'm the king of the world. Yeah. With the tits I, w- out. I wanted it like, like she was like, um, really that's going to solve our problem. Sure. No problem. Sure? Okay. Hold on. Give me five minutes. And she Zip. wakes up. She's like, she's like, Hey, Hey, are we cool? Come on, are we cool now? Are we cool? We cool? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody cool? Yeah. Everybody cool? We're good. Pick your job. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Now, everybody, just take a deep breath. And let's go back right. to just being cool. Uh, we'll all turn our backs. You can all masturbate right over the side. And I'm going to go back to dinner. Um, can this be over me. now? Yeah. Okay. Are we done? We're, we're good? We're good? Great. And then, Allison, you told me to write this down. Oh, yeah. Macbeth. Macbeth. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> public service announcement, announcement. Just don't ever fucking say Macbeth in the theater. Here's why. This The, the captain's argument really resonated with me because I'm not a superstitious person. I love Superstition by C.B. Wonder and that is about as far as it goes. <laughs> However, uh, that is a jam though. There is one thing. It is a real jam. It's a good song. You know, Tom still fucking thinks that Stevie Wonder's not playing. Um, I have nothing Tom's for that. Dude. Tom is a, a lovely, lovely person who has chosen that particular has, conspiracy theory. Has chosen to that hill to die on. I know it's very strange. <laughs> Why? Um, I don't know. Um, Every time that comes up, I, I just know. want to choke him. I don't know. Anyway, Patty. So, um, <laughs> so. Uh, Point being, I like Superstition by Stevie Wonder. Other than that, I'm not a superstitious person, but I will never fucking say Macbeth in a theater. And there are a number of reasons. First, because I was in a production of Macbeth, and in the course of that production, I ran off the side of the stage and landed in a person's lap. That happened. I ran under a platform that we were, it was a touring production. So um, they had reversed the platforms on either side. So it was two feet lower than it was supposed to be. And I ran directly into a two by four. I got hit in the knee with a sword because we use live steel. So like with a fucking sword. Um, And I was hanging upside down from an aerial hoop and somebody stepped on my hair, ran on my hair to be specific, (laughs) among many other things. Also, somebody else almost got a sword in the eye, which is worse than the leg. But I still got the worst of it with the running off the stage and landing in a dude's lap. Like, Right off the edge, like boom, 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 boom. Right, mm-hmm. right on, and then I like, and then I climbed back on the stage and I ran off. There's another scene going. <laughs> anyway, point being, that is uh, um, not it doesn't a, matter if it's true, it just matters <coughs> whether or not people believe it, which is what I'm about to get to. Mm-hmm. There are all kinds of reasons that people think that Macbeth is a cursed play, um, but mostly it's because people get hurt doing it a lot because it's Shakespeare's shortest play and, and it's incredibly violent, very physical and, and violent. And there's usually dark lights and smoke and shit because it's all witches and <laughs> nonsense, and people are nervous, and so people get hurt, and that's what happens. Um, 
years later after I did this production Macbeth, I was in college and I was working as like an ASM or something on, um, a farce called a flea in her ear. Oh, I know. Which is just a rotating bed and slamming doors and all that shit. And I was on the headset just chatting about one thing and another. And somehow that superstition came up and I was talking about someone running on my hair. Cause it's seriously guys, it was so painful. <laughs> anyway, um, the stage manager, I was shooting the shit and then this asshole, um, whose last name, I won't say his first name. So you can't find him on the internet and bully him. His last name is stickles. Of course it is. So stickles is on the headset. And he was like, that is the most bullshit superstition. What a waste of time. People are such idiots. And the stage manager was like, listen, I agree. It's just a superstition, but don't say it. He's like, why? She was like, because it makes people nervous. Don't say it. And then he, the whole day, the whole thing uh, of the show, Macbeth, 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 what Macbeth, Macbeth. Then in that show, we had two people get injured. <gasps> One had to be replaced by an understudy. Oh, shit. Somebody, she was running and she twisted her knee and she just went down. She limped through the rest of the scene and she she went to the emergency room because she Stickles tore something. gets his. Somebody else got injured, like still performed. Mm-hmm. Uh, an actor who had been like getting progressively more out of control kicked the side of a, like a Regency era desk. The leg collapsed out from under it and all the tchotchkes went everywhere while the character Stickles had to clean that shit while the up. actor was hiding in a trunk and didn't know what happened he just heard all the noise and didn't know what happened and I wanted to walk up to my friend Joel who I didn't really know at the time and I was like who was playing the butler and I was like Joel I'm really sorry but we're gonna need you to go on stage and sweep that shit up and he was like excuse me it's like you just you just have to and he was like that motherfucker's been saying Macbeth I was like I know <laughs> but you just have to you have to take this and he was like this is not even period it was just like a regular <laughs> <laughs> I was like Joel. I know oh I know God, but Joel. you have to but you have I to go on you. and sweep the shot people are gonna get hurt so he goes and he sweeps it up and we finally get to intermission I was like thank boom before intermission it's like thank God and the curtains are going closed and because there was so much chaos somebody who was supposed to page the curtain wasn't there and this giant there was this huge proscenium theater, this giant expensive velvet curtain getting close. It gets snagged on the set and ripped a giant <gasps> diagonal hole oh in the curtain. God. So then all of a sudden I had to run on stage and be like, how big is this hole? And then I looked out and I see the aud- entire audience just staring at me. And I was like, hey. <laughs> I try- like I tried to pin it close and it was too big. And then the stage manager comes marching in and she was a fucking Marine reservist. She marched in and she was like, I need everybody to just be cool. Everything's going to be fine. Mr. Stickles, I need to speak with you immediately. (laughs) Stickles, got it. Stickles. Anyway, point being, just don't, it doesn't matter whether or not you think a superstition is valid. If people are nervous about something, then don't make them more nervous because that's just going to fuck shit up. As per fucking the doldrums. Yeah, Captain, Captain, um, you know what? Captain Jack, whatever his name is. I don't even know his name. Now he's Captain Jack. This is a tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, so Claire finishes her lovely meal with him. No tits out though. And then we cut directly to Jamie barfing bile. It's oh, like green. It's oh, it was like Slimer. It was. It was horrible. I'm gonna take this moment to get a glass. Yes. Why don't you do that? <laughs> and then Allison said something hilarious, which I 100% agree with. He even did the thing where after you heave, you go <laughs> to try and get that pukey you, you spit basically, off your lip. It, The sound is like. <laughs> Where you're trying to get all that because out of your side of your mouth, your tongue, yeah, like all that. 
I'm sorry, mouth sounds, but you know what? Justified this time. So it's not like it's a really good fake puke. I I hope it tasted like banana pudding. And he was just able to go like, yeah. And then E. Tanchal shows up and is like trying to help him. He's like, look, if you keep throwing up like this, you're going to fuck yourself up. You're going to have stomach acid. It's going to eat away at your stomach lining. And then we're going to have to cut your balls off. Now, I know he had a reason for having to cut balls off. Okay. But it really just straight up sounded like your stomach acid is going to get out of control. And then we have to take your nuts. So the, so the conversation basically seems to be Mr. Willoughby saying, E.T.M. Chow saying, well, listen, so I don't know why you're being so stubborn and you don't know what he's talking about, but Jamie's being stubborn. But here's what's going to happen if you keep ralphing. You're going to rip your stomach lining to shreds. It's going to be all bloody. You're going to ruin your assault. You're going you're gonna to boil everything that ever happened to you. Your anus is going to turn inside out and fl- t- turn into a butterfly and fly away. <laughs> and then your balls are basically going to tear themselves <gasps> apart into little tiny knots and they're going to insert themselves up inside yourself. So like, and the only way we're going to be able to cure it is to cut them off. And Jamie's like, great, bro. Okay, never mind. Whatever. What, what do you so need? Like a hernia? Is he kind of talking about a hernia? Like a puke hernia? Maybe basically? just giving yourself I mean, a hernia. Yeah. Driving the only that much. solution yeah. is going to be to to like snip snip off the take the, the, the blow tits. <laughs> the blow tits. The, so Jamie's the like, sack. Jamie's like, okay, okay, Tianchao. Okay, I, I take your point, man. I take your point. And I want to be. I want to be clear. This conversation happens in the book too, but it's after much more puking when he's still refusing to try Mr. Willoughby's solution, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. And Claire's like, I don't know what your problem is. Just listen to the man. And then. And then, and then Etienne shows like, girl, I got this. Dude. You're going to take your nuts. If you don't stop puking, I'm going to have to cut your nuts off. And Jamie's like, great, never mind. <laughs> which, which what you actually, do? What, what do you got to do? Comes back later in a most sad way. Um, and then all of a sudden the next morning, Jamie's eating food. <gasps> and he looks good. He's like smiling. He's got a little tan, like Siemens tan. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, gross. <laughs> so he's whiter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. And it, milkier. <laughs> His complexion is much milkier. <laughs> Claire walks in and sees him eating and is like, I know my ginger tea is not the reason for this. What? You're eating? How? Do you feel better? And he's like, baby, listen, it's that ginger tea. It's curing all that ails me. I love you. Let's do it. She's like, oh, Jamie, we can't. We're on a ship. Oh, hey, did we skip the Shady Marsali conversation in their cabin? Um, We totally did. We might have. I might not have written anything down about uh, it. Marsley is like, hey, you should take the bigger bed. You won't hit oh, your head. This is the only scene that happens to the two women mm. in their bunk. They they are going to have another really great one coming up. If It's one of my favorite scenes from this book, so I really hope they don't cut it. Anyway, she's like, you should have a bigger bunk. And Claire's like, you don't have to suck up to me. I, I mean, like... A d- you don't have to suck up to me. And she's like, oh, now you don't want to get involved? Really? Really? You, you fucking blew up my life and now you're like, no, your so business is like, your business? So that's like Marsley's one thing is like, oh, really? You don't want to do this? Now no. that you've already done all this, you don't want to do this? No, Marsley's awesome. Okay. Marsley will be a character for the rest of the books. She's done that twice well, now. think about it from her perspective. It is relatively her parents are wrong. What Her parents right. are married. There's this man that she loves who she considers her father. And all of a sudden... Um, 
uh, wee Jenny, fake Jenny, Janet, shows up and is <laughs> like, I knew I didn't mean to cause a kid in Colkin, but uh, y'all got to come to Lallybrock because your dad is shipping it to an English witch. And then she's like, oh, what, really? And then she opens the door and, and sees them is. all macking. It's like, what? So t- this is this is the she, person who blew up your parents' marriage. She has gone through a bit. Yeah. She doesn't, I mean, she doesn't have the whole history, right? So, and all she knows is her mom saying like whore 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 over and over again. only it's like, which, hood, hood, which hood, she hood. continues to do it's like again a, in this scene like twice I like uh, that. and claire is finally like oh well if i'm a whore then i get the bigger bed don't i hey, hey. <laughs> taking this big bed uh, uh she also i want to say this about i think her name is lauren lyle let me double check Yes, Lauren Lyle, who, first of all, just I Good can't job. get over how much. Yeah, she's, she's great really casting. great. Great casting. But she has a world-class eye roll. Like, the little ones are great. The big ones are great. She's a great eye roller. <laughs> she's kind of that teen. She's right in that sweet teen <sighs> spot where the eye roll Dad. is happening all the time. Oh, God. Just, why are you such a bitch? Good. Boo, you whore. Boo, oh, my you God. Whore. Uh, anyway. Mm, so we skipped that, but that was a good scene, and I'm really excited that was about in there. this take on Mar- oh, uh, Marsley. Is um, uh, slightly meeker isn't the right word, um, but she's not quite as sassy. More retiring. No, she's still like, passive. More gutsy. passive. No, she's still gutsy. Okay. She's just not sassy. Mm-hmm. She's there's not a lot of shade. She's just mm-hmm. like getting what she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no there's no like snap to it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are no sick burns from marsali there's just like nope or like listen you're a whore as opposed to like mm, well now you want to <laughs> boo you whore so it, it would it be something like this in the book is she a little bit more and veil no oh you were, it was right there i know but i wasn't but it's not her? I know, but it's not. <laughs> but it's not. But she, and Vale gets everything she wants without no, being you sassy. Know, maybe. She's a maybe. <laughs> oh! All right, good job. That was a nice Marry me! Week. <laughs> Gosh. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> Different sitcom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, so Jamie's eating and feeling better. Claire's like, what? Why do you feel so much better? And then he doesn't really, he kind of slides out from under it. He doesn't say anything about it. I'm great now. That's great. I'm great. I just feel better. I just feel better. Life is a song. My heart is singing. I mean, just leave me alone, bitch. What do I need to <laughs> tell you? I definitely don't have to. Of course he doesn't like, say Everything's that. great. Life's great. Life's beautiful. Wonderful. Let's just pretend none of this bad shit ever happened. We're at sea and I don't care. Mm, do you see me puking? Nope. Sorry. Our room smells like puke. And as we have noticed, a life on the sea really agrees with Claire. She oh, really yeah. likes it out there. I mean, Katrina, but always looks good. She just always looks good. She looks real good even on Even when boat. she looks like real nutsy, like even when she was harassing uh, harmless motorists, she like, <laughs> she still looks real good. However, she's got like a, another sea tan. She's scene. got this salty she's, sea air. And it, her hair looks amazing. Her. And uh, Terry Dressbach was talking a little bit today about the, about the costume, about the bat suit, and how the whole idea was just gradually like you look at two pictures and you look at the picture of her showing up at the print shop and she's very prim and buttoned up and whatever. And then you look at her in the sea and that is a woman who has been good and fucked and recently, right? Yeah. <laughs> like all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I'm in my body again. I'm rocking this blouse. My skirt's a little bit high. I got this belt on. Everything's great. She does look a little, she looks a little limber. piratey. She looks, she limber. looks piratey. It's great. She looks super and she's hot. 100% 
percent into being on the boat, which is hilarious because we know that Jamie hates being on the boat. Uh, so that's w- interesting. I I would hazard a guess that the next time there's like a convention season, if we're seeing people cosplay from Outlander, I mean Jamie, whatever Jamie's going to look like Jamie. And also, who would be like, I'm going to invite this comparison. This Are we going to get great. Dread Pirate Beecham? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Because the wedding dress is so beautiful and she looks so amazing. Um, but this is like throwing a blouse, blue skirt, belt, look like you just got laid. Yeah. Like really laid. Get a little, I just been foot, some um, JBF hair. Salty sea spray. Yeah. Because that Mister does complexion. do that. That does do that. Right. And then, <sighs> yep, I'm ready. Um, and she goes, uh, so she's strolling the poop deck. That's not really what it's called, but like the deck of the boat. And Etienne Chon is out there with a calligraphy bu- brush painting characters on the deck in, in water, water so that they disappear. So it's anyway, it's real. it's beautiful and he's very into it and it's kind of like, he's got his whole body into it. And she asks him what he's doing and he says he's writing a poem and she obviously think that's cool because it is fucking cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she asks him about it and he says that he is a, a, a writer or he has written things and he's writing his life story and he can't wait until the time when he is uh, allowed to tell it. And she's like, well, why don't you tell me? And he's like, I can't, I can't tell you because you can't tell it until it's, you have no use for it. It's over. Or what? What is it that he says about it? I don't remember exactly, but it sure did make me think that he was going to throw himself off the side. Yes, of the boat. that's one hundred percent what I thought. Because there's a there's another thing in that when he said that he was writing everything that had happened to him down. The reason why he was writing everything down is because a story told. And this is a quote: "A story told is a life lived." Mm. So he was making sure to write all of his experiences so that at some point somebody could tell his story because obviously he is. Of a way of apart from his people, apart from everything he ever knew. Like, did he just disappear <laughs> to all the people that knew him? Um, so that's really cool. And then we get Dr. Boat montage. So we go underneath and Claire's like, so and everybody's shut and shit, like all these stupid sailors that keep getting hurt. <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of like, baby hijinks music in the background but it's yeah, like it's montage-y like, like getting shit done getting shit done getting shit done getting shit done and then I'm gonna kill some people and I'm not gonna have any sex now here's a mortar pestle and some herbs can you boil some water for me cause I can't drink water and then I wrote Claire like sailing. We already talked about that. Then Claire is Seaman agree with her. Seaman does agree with her. She was <laughs> up on the deck and feeling the sea air. And she's like, ah, oh, you know what? I would really like to share this feeling with Jamie. It's such a shame he can't come above deck because he's puking on everything. And she goes down to the quarters and opens up the door. And there's Jamie with E.T. and Sean right over him. And Claire's like, whoa. And E.T. and Sean stands back and Jamie has needles stuck into it's, his face. The way they film this is so It was very fun. funny. Like, this is um, uh, director David Moore. Uh, it's a really great choice because it is filmed as though she's walking in on him with another woman. <laughs> Only it's another healer. <laughs> oh, right? Ooh, like, yeah. Because Jamie is cheating on her with a different doctor. With an acupuncturist. <laughs> That's awesome. So Etienne Chaw is putting needles in his face, and it's like everything I dreamed it would be. That Julie, you actually asked me, I don't know if you remember this, you asked me about acupuncture. 
like in season one or in our season one, we were talking about season two. We mm-hmm. were talking about how he can be on boats and like all of that shit. Right. Did I like, say that? You asked me about acupuncture. You were like, well, I mean, is there anything like what on earth would they have back then that would help with seasickness? Like a pressure bands, like whatever, maybe fucking acupuncture. And I was like, oh my God, you guys are so smart. Part of, I read something, I, I don't remember if this is one of, in one of the outlandish companions or if this is just an interview I read, but <laughs> I'm sorry, were you just getting vomit out of your mouth? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to need you to grab your below tits and hang on because this is a good story. Okay. So, um, she was trying to figure out, she knew she needed to get them across the ocean, but the thing is Jamie would just straight up die. So she needed to come up with a medically sound way that they could cure Jamie of extreme seasickness so she could get him across the ocean. She was like, well, acupuncture. It could be acupuncture. And that is where part of where the character of Etienne Chant even came from. Really? Was so that there would be somebody who could bring Eastern medicine to hmm. the story. Interesting. Yeah. And then obviously he evolved into other things. And um, Well, in this episode, he is... He's my TGP. Awesome. He's my oh, TGP. yeah, mine too. Um, anyway, I guess spoilers. The spoilers. Just we end of show spoilers. Whatevs. Everybody knows it. He's really good. Anyway. So he's sticking needles in Jamie's face. Claire's like, what? And E.T. and Chunk kind of disappears. And then Jamie's like kind of ashamed about it. And he's like, and she's like, why did you lie to me? I feel like, why didn't you tell me you were doing this? Uh, because I've been making ginger tea for you. Like when we start, more to pestle, more to pestle. Yeah. Like, I've been making ginger tea that my you. husband is drinking only because he wants to humor me speaking of <laughs> thanks thank you, thank you speaking thank of you. drinking something and wanting to humor you neil did drink the foul brew but he asked for it Ooh. this is the first time that's ever happened uh do you want to tell the people about foul brew Craig? so foul brew you guys if you ever have a sore throat or you feel kind of shitty it's cool just this is important boil a kettle i like to put a tea bag of chamomile in there because the chamomile kind of calms you down and soothes you big Big coffee cup, like we're talking probably 12 ounces. Chamomile tea, tablespoon of honey, tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. It's best if it has the mother in it. If not, whatevs. And then like an eighth of a teaspoon of cayenne pepper. Oh. It doesn't taste, like when you first taste it, you rebel against it a little bit, but then the honey is sweet enough to like it calms you down. It fucking coats your throat. The pepper like fucks with your, it just is very soothing and can like help you stop coughing. It sounds like a, like a soothing snot bomb. It's cut, exactly. Because it it helps you, you like your mucous membranes loosen up a little bit because of the chili. Anyway, foul brew, you guys, you're all very much welcome. Uh, Julie has made some for me. It's legit. It's kind of gross, but it works so it's not that gross so claire's like i've been making my fucking foul brew <laughs> why, didn't why didn't you just tell me why didn't you just tell me and he's like i'm embarrassed because i thought you would think that this was ridiculous and she goes no no what he says is we are not exactly on the sturdiest footing and i didn't want to hurt your feelings right. and she's actually the one that says the word acupuncture because doesn't et and sean say something to her and she's like acupuncture and he's like i don't know that word but yes (laughs) uh but yeah jamie's like i didn't want to hurt your feelings because we have been kind of weird rocky and she's like why wouldn't i want you to uh, i want you to feel better (gasps) wait listen listen bro yeah i'm really pissed at you about some things but none of that means that i don't love you and then jamie goes oh and then we go oh and he saw his needle sticking out of his face But he still has needles sticking out of his face and they're having this cozy conversation about the state of their marriage and all of a sudden something happens above decks that you hear this like, oh, God, I hate that noise. And it's very quiet. 
I hate it. Why did we stop moving? <gasps> and then they go up above decks and it's like, and there's Jamie no wind. still has the needles and in his face. he still has the needles <laughs> so in So he goes face. up and everybody goes, uh. And he goes, why aren't we moving? And the like, captain looks at him and he's like, what's that shit in your face? <laughs> like, he actually, he doesn't say shit in your face, but he's actually, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> well, as it turns out, they've hit the, the doldrums. doldrums. Bum, bum. And I have to admit, if I were going to make a list of things that are surefire designed to make me fucking insane, you're on a boat and the in the middle of the fucking ocean and the boat's not moving would be really high in it. Can you imagine the combination of claustrophobia from being on a, a boat, teeny, right? Like sleeping in your little whore bunk <laughs> <laughs> and eating your hard tack that you have to hit the maggots out of and then uh, drinking and your boiled water. Seeing the rats everywhere. Yeah. And, but, and there's room everywhere. There's so much space. It's just if you go in it, you're going to fucking die because the ocean is an upside down jungle. It's filled <laughs> it's with a desert fucking predators ready to eat you and then the water water everywhere but not a drop to drink but then you start drinking it because you can't help yourself and then you fucking go crazy and and then then you eat somebody yeah because that's I think that's how I've heard it goes down. I, just, I, I don't like, know. I caught yeah. the end of this episode. It didn't feel. I don't know. <laughs> I just heard it once. I just heard that that's what happened. That's one of the two times I was stalled at sea. We ate people. And this, when this happened, international laws. That's good. That's. Great. I had yeah. this thing with our friend Scotty, who you met. Some of you Patreon supporters met last week. Others of you oh, will no, meet sooner. Oh no, that episode's not out yet. Okay, well, sorry, I'm lazy. Sorry, it's all good. You will meet soon. Janine, you're fired. Scotty and I have a thing Damn. where anytime there is a story of the horrors of the deep. Be it animal or shipwreck or anything, we share it with each other on GChat while we're at work. And this, so what I'm saying is, I think about the horrors of the ocean a lot. <laughs> okay, I have a real horror story for you. Yeah. There's this girl. She's got like seven hot sisters, but we don't care about any of them. We only care about this girl. Mm-hmm. She's also a redhead. Complete coincidence. Mm-hmm. And she's got this dad who's ripped. He's like ripped and he's got this long hair and this crown and he's like, girl, why you got to be so headstrong? She's like, well, cause I want to get fucked by a human. And then she collects things. And then eventually she trades her voice to a sea witch and then she gets legs and then she gets legs and then she gets laid. Yeah. But those legs hurt like fuck. They do. And also then she can't talk, but, uh, and then eventually they take a, a boom from a ship and drive it right into the stomach of the sea witch, which is horrifying. Also, there's a crab that talks. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how disorienting that would be to have like one spine going all the way down to your tail and then suddenly having two appendages. It would hurt. Yeah. It would be like pins and needles. Like imagine, imagine going from a place where you were supported gravity wise all around yourself, 360, and then going to a place where you had a skeleton that held you upright. Hey, I've been watching The Expanse. I know what that looks like. It's not mm. awesome. Mm. Uh, so Great these show, are by these the way. are the things that happen. How did she know how to walk? I d- uh, look. It's <laughs> she'd been wa- knows she'd it's just obviously been watching them. She'd been watching humans, walk right? The ground high. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's a bastion breakdown. <laughs> Walking around. The- those? What, what do you, you call them? them? Oh, oh, I yeah. have no idea. I don't know anything about human society. <laughs> so these are the things that happen to your brain when you're on a boat. <laughs> you guys, in the doldrums. You guys, you guys just saw what happens to your brain when you're on a boat. <laughs> this is your brain. This is your brain on boat. <laughs> so all the guys are uh, 
Uh, oh wait, there's. Do we have the moonshot first? Do we the night before when they're on the oh, still ocean? That was beautiful. This, so there's this scene. It's beautifully shot. There are these gorgeous, like long sweeping shots of the ship on the still water, and there's the moon, and everything's beautiful. And they're all cozied up, and there's this line where Jamie's like. Are we alone? Yes, and it's Claire's just like, Claire yes, and Jamie just us on board. Us and the man yeah. in the moon. And then there's this big stack of barrels behind them, and they do not go behind the barrels and, and do fuck. it. I don't understand. What is going on in this episode? They I just, they're the whole like, you know what? Oh, it's yes. just us. I think we're Wait. alone now. <laughs> even though we're alone, we're not going to have sex That's now. Nice. So there's going to be even more shit where you're going to be like, what is what? going on? Okay, so they stand on the ship and look at Cosmo's moon it's and have a beautiful pretty. scene. And then the doldrums happen and the crew starts kind of going crazy. And the uh, captain is like, um, well, this is when she and Jamie are at dinner with him again, right? And he's like, the crew is going to demand a sacrifice. They're going to demand that we blame somebody. Yeah. And... Claire's like, he says, who do well, we blame? And she's like, uh, nobody. nobody. It's the weather. He's like, no, you don't understand. I didn't say who is to blame. I said, who do we blame? Yeah, because the crew is going to demand that we. He's a politician. We're going to throw some, probably throw somebody overboard. Yeah. And Claire's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? And then we have a drone shot of the ship on the stillest motherfucking ocean you have ever seen. Like it's a boat in blue glass. There is no movement there is no wave. There is nothing. Not a fish. Not a whale to be seen. It is terrifying. I think the only thing that would make that worse is if they were in mist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if they couldn't see everything around yeah. them and they weren't and they moving, were stuck? that Jeez. would be even worse. Good God. That's horrifying. You know what it would actually make it worse, though? Like a giant squid. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jumping sharks. Yes. <laughs> Flying sharks would make this worse. Oh, and it was a drone shot too, which Allison really responds well, to. Well, it might I be a drone. drone it shots. might have been a drone shot. It might have been a fake drone shot. Either way, it's meant how to do look you fake like a drone shot? Is it like a helicopter Computer. kind of? No, no. It, it, it probably actually probably was a drone shot. Uh, but they had the entire thing set up with green screens around it. So okay. like they mm. they put it in a pool and you then missed, they, they talked about there that. was a legit drone shot, a beautiful one. <sighs> they were standing on the edge of the shore and then and I went drone shot. I can't tell the story because it would take too long, but everyone, I've lost a drone and it hurt my heart so much because it was I'm so, so pretty. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was stupid. You also lost that boom mic. I found it. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> That's really good. All right. So we see that we see that they truly are trapped in the middle of the ocean and it sucks. And the captain is like, well, we're going to have to do this. There's some narration that says it's been literally weeks. Oh, they get rat water. Oh, we yeah. See rat- so the bilge water the came up and poisoned their drinking water. Oh. And there's like so there rats were, floating so in it. And Claire's like, you cast. cannot drink this. Actually, that's Jamie. Jamie oh. says that because you know what? He was married to that woman. He learned some shit. That happens in the book, too. He... Even after she goes back to the future, he brushes his teeth with a little twig. He makes everybody wash their hands and he makes them all eat greens. Even though everyone's like, why are we eating plants? He's like, yeah, you know, I'm not really sure, but my wife said it'll keep you from losing your teeth. And everyone's like, okay. Yum, 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 <laughs> yum, yum. So it's, I, I choose to believe that that's Jamie's been, Jamie was married to Claire, is now married and to Claire. And he's paying attention to it's like, germs. no, drink that water. Don't drink that mm-hmm. water. That's going to be full of disease. It's, it's, that's where it's um, cold ocean soup with <laughs> dead rat croutons. <laughs> Uh, anyway, there are five kegs that are still good. So they're just like, pray for rain. And then everybody's like, it was this guy. 
because Hayes has been acting shady the entire time and all the ship's mates have noticed. So it's one of the guys from Arzmir prison that called that sees Jamie's McDew, right? Mm. One of the duo. He's the one that didn't touch the motherfucking horseshoe. The one that called the boat a bucket of shit. Like yep. he this, just, by the way, is the Kevin Lambert looking motherfucker. Kevin Lambert, what the fuck were you doing on that ship, dude? That's how we're going to refer to it now. So, <laughs> except for he's, he does have long hair, but it's like stick straight. I don't, oh, but I don't now, think he looks that much Kevin like Kevin. I do. Hair. Kevin doesn't have long hair anymore, though. I know. That's but, okay. So, <sighs> sorry, Kevin, it wasn't you. Hayes goes crazy, sort of. And decides he's going to take matters into his own hands. Well, the other one, not Hayes, stands up from it and is like, listen, dudes, this dude's not a Jonah. Ennis, right? Isn't the other one's name Ennis? No. Leslie. I looked it up. It was not Leslie. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Listen, bros, you come for my friend, you come for me. No. And they're like, okay. And he's like, no, no. And he runs aboard and then he gets drunk and he climbs the mast up to the... Boom! Boom! And he sits on the boom and is like, "I'm just, I'm just gonna do this, you guys. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw myself back in there." And it's very like, "If you're gonna kill me, I'd rather do it myself." And then mm-hmm. he's like, like two yohos and a bottle of rum away from full piratry. <laughs> he's balancing on it. It's the hookiest this episode ever gets. And everybody on the boat is ch- ch- chanting Jonah, Jonah, and Allison is like, "Donut, donut, donut." <laughs> really, and it really did sound I like did they really, were saying donut. I did really want a donut. It sounded like they were saying donut. I'd like to buy the world a donut. (laughs) So Jamie goes up to the boom. Of course he does. Of course he does. He climbs up and and the guy's like, no, McDoo, don't risk the climb. Like that guy Mm -hmm. needs to be worried about climbing. He's not afraid of heights. He's just a weak seaman. So he gets up there and he talks, he talks him down. He grabs his hand. This is the Peter, this is the Peter Pan part. I just kept waiting for somebody to go, and fly up to the top. <laughs> so he he convinces him not to throw himself off and grabs him and then swings him over to the rope web and whatever. He well, no. Climbs down. He's convincing him to go back and then there's like some kind of blah, blah, blah. Like something happens and he falls. Jamie catches him by his hand. And by the way, this is the arm that was shot a couple of months ago by his ex-wife. Oh, uh, Janine missed that episode. I did. Yeah. Jamie got Sorry. shot last week. God damn it, Jamie. So he's... Oh, shit. There we go. Thank you. We need to give the people the catchphrase. We can't have this drinking game and then not follow through. I know. And this is... Oops, sorry. I got a drink. So Jamie saves his ass, doy. Catches him by the hand and he's swinging and he like... Gets him to the rope web or whatever and he crawls down and then everybody on the boat is still kind of like squitchy and shit and like weird and they're gonna fight and then E.T. and Sean oh. takes a moment and looks out. Well, f- so it looks like there's, di- like, Jamie is screaming, if you go, if you throw him, you're gonna have to go through me, I'm going over it too, and they seem to think that's fine and it's like about to be a brawl. And E.T. and Shaw looks out and he sees a bird. A seagull. low. Skimming low over the glassy water. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hmm. <laughs> and then he turns around and he is like, fuck everybody, just listen to he me. He rings the bell. He rings the bell until everyone is like, we are having a fight. What? <laughs> and then he tells his life story. Oh. And it's very interesting. So first, before we do anything else, I want to say that Mr. Willoughby slash Etia Cho is played by Gary Young. Thank you, Gary Young. And he kicks the shit out of this scene. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a lot of layers. He's telling a story that's obviously personal to him uh, because it was his life story. And it's something that he's kept secret. And um, it means a lot to him. And 
obviously he was saving it. Like it was, he is not a story he wanted to tell because he didn't tell it to Claire. And mm-hmm. then he just starts telling it. He just starts talking and he tells a story of being a young man in China and realizing he had a gift for words and he would write these beautiful poems. He had a gift because there it's, I mean, it's visual as well, right? So he would paint these beautiful characters that would also convey beautiful text. And he became known as like the bird of fire or something like Mm -hmm. that. And the emperor's second wife was enraptured by his poetry and wanted to bring him in as an official poet of the royal family. But that means getting fucking castrated. Because (sighs) you can't be in the service and be around the wives unless you have no nuts. Yeah. So and Dingle, he's Dingle yeah, just yeah, taking off the nuts, the lower tits, lower tits, lower tits, the, the, tits, the below, the ba- below tits, base tits, yeah, base <laughs> tits out. Um, so and he says, well, that would for me would be a death sentence because I had fallen in love with woman, and Claire's like, what the emperor's wife, that woman? He's like, no, 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 no you no. misunderstand with woman. <laughs> and then he starts talking about it their is- breasts that taste like apricots and their necks that smell like Chanel number five and their Whoa. hair that smells like, Mr. Willoughby, like, like the finest suave in all the land. <laughs> and their legs, which are not shaved because that's a French thing. And their uh, mounds. Which is like holding, like holding a, ripe, a fistful of ripe, ripe peach. peach. And you can see everybody's like yeah, okay. Marsley, <laughs> Marsley's like, uh, oh, and at one point she turns to Fergus and she goes, what's a eunuch? And he goes, um, I'll tell you I'll later. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, a fistful of ripe peach. You, maybe you do have a gift for words. Tell me some more, bird of fire. And he started, then he says, and for all that, I ran. For all that, I came here to a country where my beautiful words are viewed more lowly than the, than the scratching of chickens. And so is my writing. And so is my writing. And where, for the love of women, I came here where the women are coarse and ugly and vulgar. And even the lowest whores will not lay with me and call me a yellow worm. And it's this big, like, amazing monologue. And then he's done. And he steps up on the edge of the fucking thing. Like he is going to throw himself off this fucking boat. He throws this roll of papers that was his life story out. And they float on the air. And the fucking wind kicks up. Son of a bitch. And then it starts. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, shit. There we go. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was the best scene on the entire episode. And it starts to rain. God damn it. And then Jamie comes over and he's like, listen, bro, I know I'm superstitious, but I don't believe in magic. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, my wife's a witch, so I believe in that. But like, what? How'd you do what that? What did you do? How'd you do that? And Mr. Willoughby, Etienne Cho says, well, I saw the seagull and it was flying really low. They only do that when the air is heavy. And it's going to rain. It's going to rain. So I, like, I knew it was coming. So we just knew I had to stall. <laughs> so, so I just told a story. And they're like, wow, so, that was pretty great. He's like, I know. Thanks. I know. That's what I do. Uh, I want to say another thing. So this is mm-hmm. another in the books that made me think something really crazy was going to happen. I did think he was going to throw himself overboard. I 100% thought he was going to throw himself overboard. I thought he was going to throw himself overboard. And God, there it is. Oh, I apologize in advance if I end up ruining this. But Neil. But based on that was Neil's food is here. <laughs> but based on um, what's <laughs> happening. Oh. That sounds like a really good feel. Neil ordered two half fried chickens. <laughs> <laughs> and some t- 
try white toast. That makes a whole fried chicken. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a chance I'm about to spoil something really minor for all of you, but based on what's happening in the book, I really, really doubt that. In the show or in the book? In the book. You know okay. what? I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this for the spoiler section. Okay. For okay. just the spoiler. I have had more than one person tell us we are absolutely not allowed to change the name of that. Okay. Agreed. So fuck you, BuzzFeed Australia. We got there first. I'm yeah. peeing on it. I'm fuck peeing you, Daphne, on it. From I'm going to take my below tits and I'm going to wipe them all over. You're going to pee on out. it so hard and so fast that the steam rises up. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> anyway, uh, so um, then it's raining and it's pouring and nobody is snoring, but then it's raining and Claire and Jimmy are like, let's go below deck. And oh, boom. Wait, everybody is so excited about the water. They're all up there like singing and dancing in the rain. Maybe it's time for us to do it. So they go in some room. They're on like sacks of flour or something. I would Just assume that fucking- was Jamie's quarters. I don't think so because the- there was not a bed. Okay. They were not in a bed. They weren't in a hammock. Mm-hmm. A bath. A be- the beds are baths. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, and then they just cut away too fast. I it's, wrote, I it's wrote, pretty hot, like leading up. Like he drops his pants, and you see a little like teeny tiny piece of his ass. And then Claire's like hiking up her skirts in a hurry. She's like, Arr. and then she's like, Shh, people will hear. And he's like, and it's like, uh, uh, cut away. I mean, she God did get a couple of good like, oh, and but it was not. It was not great. What I wrote was E.T. and Child Life Story throws poem, wind, rain, strong sexual content. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the formula. Based, that's actually how the script was written. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how it happened. Um, so then, after the strong sexual content happens, they are having their afterglow chat, postcoital bliss, postcoital bliss, discussing. I can't even remember what they were talking about. Where they were just like, "I love you, I love you." Well, it was mushy shit. It was kind of mushy, mm, and good. I can't Let's skip it. Yeah, I can't really remember what it was. And then all of a sudden, there is a loud noise above, and we run up to the above decks, and we realize that there's another boat out of nowhere. <laughs> and the above tits and the, the below tits. The above tits. We run to the above tits, and there's another boat. Uh, it is a British man of wars, which is a big ass boat, and it has appeared and is firing cannons as a signal close to their boat like hey we need to come onto your boat right now and because it's a british warship they have this but the artemis can't say no then jamie and claire have a conversation where she's like well wh- oh because he says oh well um doesn't the captain come talk to jamie real quick yeah the captain says something based on the way their sails are hung they're obviously down men yeah they and don't jamie they don't and, have a full and, crew and claire's like what wait hold up what about down men and jamie's like well they can legally to force any British subject into commission on their ship. So, whoops. She's like, okay, well, I mean, that, means that, you. that includes you. He's like, yeah, no. So, that sucks. But if I get strong-armed onto this ship, you have to continue and go find young Ian. And she just, like, to, and this is a great moment from Katrina Beth on my mom. She just looks at him and is like, I swear, because she can see how important it is. There's no hemming mm-hmm. and hawing. Nobody cries. They're just like, all right, here's the crisis. We're dealing with it. And yep, I will do that. And then a rowboat appears from the British Man of War and a couple of the uh, British seamen <laughs> get on board. And the captain is like 18 years old. He's a he's a baby. He's and, a pup. And you're like, what? And, and the captain is like care of his hair, the considering ca- the circumstances. The captain is like, you're the cap the captain of the Artemis, Captain Jack. I still don't remember his name. Is like, 
you're the captain. He's like, well, actually, I was third lieutenant, but everybody Acting died. Captain. <laughs> <laughs> we got some bullshit on our boat. It's not good. There's the plague. And Claire's like, okay. Ship's fever. Ship's fever. And he's like, we need a surgeon. And Claire's like, all right, I'll go. She goes, do the men have a uh, rash, on their, rash on their stomach? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, I know what it is. And Jamie's like, excuse us and drags her into a hallway to have a private discussion with her and claire's like hey here's what it is so first of all you see this look on her face where she's obviously like this again here we go what a whiny bitch this one is (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. her face did look like she was saying she had her arms crossed like how how are we gonna do this again come on and so he comes out and she's like, all right, here's the bag. Here's what it is. I cannot get it. I am inoculated against it. I have to go help them. I took an oath. And he's like, I've taken a couple of oaths in my time. As he massages her wedding ring that he made for her out of a key. And she's like, yeah, it's like that, brah. And so she gets off the boat and she goes to the other boat. And they uh, are having a pretty hard time with some typhoid fever. Oh, basically they describe the situation and everybody salutes her because um, they do. And a few of them are wearing those, those coats. coats. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes to the below tits and uh, it's gross. It's like a, it's like a poop and vomit factory. Everybody's in hammocks and all the hammocks are dripping and there are rats everywhere. And like, it just, I can't even, and Claire is not a print. Like she's not a princess when it comes to bad smells. Right. Like, first of all, she dealt with all that Jamie Ralphing, but she worked in world war two. L'Hôpital des Anges and, and world war two. Yeah. Like, she's like, been around. She's not, shit. she's not a delicate flower. And it, she goes down there and she's like, hold on. I need something to hold over my mouth. This is the oh, worst. Shit. So she takes her stuff. Oh, yeah, I like, said, oh, shit. Oh, oh cheers. hey, cheers. Mm. Hey, that's fun. So she goes down there. It's very clearly typhoid fever. She knows what to do. She goes to the captain. She's like, here's what we have to do. We have to get all those men up on deck. You need to clear the deck off so that these men can be in the fresh air. I will stay for a little while and help you get your shit together because this is going to be really rough and pretty much everybody's going to die. I'm not going to try to make this a rosy glow because it's horrible and a lot of people are going to die. So the only way that we can prevent everyone from dying is this. And then she starts telling him that. And then all of a sudden, the no, ship starts. On. Um, an important yeah. thing happens, and I say this because book knowledge. Yeah. Um, she's like, all right, well, if I'm going to do this, then great. I need 12 of your strongest men immediately. We'll knock some things out, and I'll go back to my ship. He's like, great. You can start with Mr. Elias Pound here. Pound. Mr. Pound. Door opens. And like and a 14-year-old walks, walks in. like a teeny tiny angel-faced cherub child. A puppy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, He's like, what can I do to be of service, mom? But quickly, if you please, because it's almost my nap time. (laughs) (laughs) And I like Elias Pound. He's a good character. Anyway, she's like, all right, great. Well, um, so we got to bring everybody upstairs. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Go clean the deck off so that we can get everybody up there. That's what's going to happen. Then she goes to the uh, galley. Oh, yeah. And the cook is an ass wipe. And the cook is a dick. (laughs) Literally ass wipe. Uh, The cook is a dick. We're getting there. Dick. I know he's the reason. And she's like, listen, I don't care. This is the captain's orders. I need boiled water right now. So you hurry up and boil some fucking water, bro. And then all of a sudden, vroom, 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 the ship, starts, the ship moving. starts moving. She runs up, realizes that the ship is moving away whoa, whoa, from whoa. the Artemis. Whoa, 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 whoa. Huh? Uh, she's basically been kidnapped. Shipnapped. Shipnapped. Kidnapped. Capnapped. 
Cat, cat, buff, buff, cat napped, lady napped, lady napped, boat napped, boat nap. I like boat nap. Is she tie napped? No, no. Dock napped. I like boat napped. Boat napped. I like ship napped. It sounds more like kidnapped. Ship napped. She's ship napped. She got fucking ship napped. And that's because how the episode they, ends. they need a surgeon, and that's what happened. And you can just, it, if you listen really hard, you can just hear Jamie losing his goddamn mind <laughs> as the other boat pulls away. Right? I could have sworn I saw she, like a red flash on the other ship. She <laughs> turns around and says to the captain, "You tell why I could go back." And he's like, mm, "Nah, man, I need you. I need you. You don't understand. You you said we were the ones who had to hurry to shore, so just doing what that's well, right. And he also, just following orders, and he, man. And he also said like we're both heading the right. We're both heading to Jamaica. Yeah, so, I like, will reunite you with the ship when we get there." I'll do whatever I gotta do to get you guys ready. We're going to Jamaica. But let's yeah. fucking roll. So now Claire Need is the doctor on a plague ship. And then this is really Jamaican. It's very Jamaican. It made me feel a little weird. I'm I I'm optimistic. I am too. I am too. Okay. So far they seem to be doing a good job of handling. I hope so. That. I hope so. So, um, let's talk about costumes, Patty. Okay. Um, a scale of, let's see. Um, it's Cutthroat Island. It's Cutthroat Island. It's, well, you it, have this to, This is girl, Cutthroat Island. Girl, it is. You have to, you have to save your answer for no, after the question. I don't even need the question. <laughs> well, then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna it's, frame my question around your answer. So it's I'm not Gina Davis on the high seas. Ask the fucking question. Oh, shit. So, Mute on a me. scale of Ken Burns- <laughs> Pirate ship <laughs> to the director's cut of hook. Where does it fall? Oh. Cutthroat Island. Okay, great. There you go. You're welcome. Uh, I agree. I would maybe say like Pirates of the Caribbean three at World's End. No, um, I don't even know if that's three. I think that's five. I don't know. I stopped watching those no, movies because they're is, garbage. They're that not three. good. The first one is good. The, the second one is okay. And then they the know. first one is fun. That it has one of the best entrances of all time it, in it. It really does. <laughs> and you know what? I hate that person, but I don't give a shit. That shit is hilarious. It's a very funny entrance. I had a friend who was actually a stump guy on that show. That's like mm-hmm. made his thing. And apparently he was scuba diving on the day they did that scene. And he was basically just like hanging out just below sea level as they were shooting him doing his entrance. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fun. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, he didn't just let him drown. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. You might now. Um, <laughs> so from sexy time, so I'm trying to think nautically again. Um, on a scale of uh, uh, Steven Spielberg's hook. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, God, that ain't right. Well, I wasn't thinking about the children, although Rufio is legit hot. Rufio's pretty Red cute. October? Childhood kish. <laughs> kish. Crush. Kish. Crush. Kush. Crush. Kush. Um, we'll say, uh, but I'm saying Hook is sexless, right? Because the romantic relationships are zilcho, right? We're supposed to think that Tinkerbell has been pining for Peter Pan all these years. I'm sorry, what? Julia Roberts is not pining for Robin Williams. I really like Julia Roberts in that, by the way. Uh, I do not. I think it was a horrible casting choice. I think she choice. was very miscast. I think it was but bad casting choice. Fun. Anyway, and so also we'll do, it's a, just a problematic character that I will never understand. So we're going to do on a scale of uh, Hook to, um, ah, there's a lot of fucking in Titanic. Oh. That is true. Hands that is true. And then, you know what? It's nowhere near Titanic Okay, level. so your options are Hook to Titanic. Do I have to go with a boat? I mean, it's your choice. It's your own work. You see what standards you hold yourself to. Uh, I don't know if I know enough boat movies with doing it. What's the Tom Hanks film? 
Which one? The Captain one. Where no, Captain Phillips. There's no. Is no <laughs> In fact, I'm going to go ahead movie. and take Hook out and replace it with Captain Phillips. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> that is that is a way better base level. Um. Okay. Okay. I know what I'm going to say. And this movie is horrible, but I also love it. But it's horrible. Okay. Overboard. Oh. I don't know overboard. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Oh yeah, it's the fucking Stockholm syndrome, like Isn't caper, it? hilarious. Oh, I just, like I just googled movies on boats to try to set up this thing, and then I realized I have the two perfect things. Yeah. So overboard is your is your doing it. Mm-hmm. I I think that's a, that's a fair choice. Relatively tame. Some spots of sexual chemistry. Mm-hmm. Well, Resulted I mean, in an actual marriage? No. They, do you do you know the story of how they got together? No, tell me. You guys, this is incredible. I'm going to try to make it as brief as possible, Let's but it's it. really, really good. Mm. By the way, I'm not choosing Overboard. I'm choosing the African Queen. Ooh, Ooh yeah. yeah. Okay, continue. So um, I can't remember whether or not they got set up or whether or not it was a blind date. But Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell went out on their first fucking date. Their first date. And they hit it off so hard that Kurt took her to a house of a friend of his that was under renovation that nobody lived in at the time because it was getting worked on. And he was showing her around and they just decided to start fucking. They just were like, let's fuck. And the cops got called. (laughs) And the cops came in and they were like, hi. (laughs) And they've been together for like 40 years now. That's the best. That's great. Oh, that's great. Okay. So mine's the African queen. Okay. Last scale. Okay. I was determined to revisit the scales. I listened. So for an application we're submitting for a thing, I tried to listen to a, I'll tell you later. I tried to listen to a, um, or actually listen to a live show, one of the empirical live shows. And I remembered how fun these scales used to be. And I've been lazy. I'm going to bring them back. They got, they got hard. They, they it, it gets harder the that's longer we I go on. To, but that's because I try to do them off the top of my head. I just need to consult the internet occasionally. But this one, it just sprung to mind, even though I already Googled movie do- movies on boats, for getting up to get a drink. Mm-hmm. At the bottom of the scale, speed two cruise control. <laughs> oh, man. At the top of the scale, though. Jaws. Where does this fall in the middle? Ooh, this was not Jaws. No, not Jaws. But it's also not Speed 2 Cruise Control. Um, First of all, we did, even though it was in the doldrums, we didn't get up to get a drink. I, yeah, but that's because we had the drinks in there with us. <gasps> Yeah, we had we we did we had a growler with That's us. That's true. I'd go with Inner Space. I mean, I had to pee. Oh my god, I didn't get up I to have to pee. Movie. It's a good movie, but it's also kind of a weird movie it, now. Yeah, but that's but that's a ship. I'm gonna give that a ship because it's a it submarine. is a ship. Yeah, but also. So he swallowed, she swallows him <laughs> from Martin Short, and then all of a sudden he's somewhere near her uterus. Like, I'm sorry, there's so there's, many questions. There's a lot going on. I have weird. a lot of questions. Yeah. So let's move on to the life of... Qu- oh, no, you no, have to do on, yours. Hold on. yours. So somewhere between Jaws and Speed 2. Mm-hmm. Man. I've got mine. getting up to get a beer. I'm going deep, Lucy. It's pretty good. Ooh. Or there's one segment where you absolutely can't get up, and the rest of the time it's probably fine. The abyss is too hardcore. I can't do the abyss. No. Um. Man. Castaway. Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Another that's Kurt Russell. <laughs> great, great, great. Another okay. Kurt Russell in a so now, movie. <laughs> so now let's do the old Golden Camp- Campbell Moose. And this week, I would like to say that we're going to call this segment 
the life aquatic with the golden pamper boys. Uh-huh. So, uh, Julie, who's your pick? We've already said it, but say it again. 100% ET and Chow. Gary Young. Gary Young. So why? Um, because it, the moment where he breaks the curse, quote unquote, on the ship and tells his story is so compelling and he's so good in it. And then also, secondarily, that moment that he has with Jamie about, like, we got to solve this because I'm going to have to cut your balls off. Like, it's very, it's funny. <laughs> Please don't make me cut your balls off. He's, he's just very good. Don't you want to keep your below tits? Yeah. Um, it, specifically for the story of his life. But yeah, it's good. Uh, I'm also going to say Gary Young as uh, Mr. Willoughby slash E.T. Uh, I just thought that story of his life monologue was so good. It was incredible. He was, you could see, there were so many layers. You could see that it was performative, like he was doing it for a reason, but there was also something really cathartic about it. And it was so sad, but he also took a lot of pleasure in holding everybody's attention. Mm -hmm. And then the satisfaction at the end of it, of just like having made it happen. I just thought he was really great. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, uh, and he has a great face, Mm -hmm. like a really great face. So we're in we're in unison there. Mm-hmm. A plus, Mr. Gary Young, E Tian Chong. Um great. Any other anything else to add? Nah. Uh so we're gonna do the thing. We're gonna have a really brief uh just we spoiler section at the end because this episode is running long and also because I really only have the one thing, but it's a good one. Uh so for right now, before we get to Je suis spoiler, mm-hmm. um we need to thank all of you for listening. We specifically need to thank all of our patrons on Patreon. If you want to back us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash Drunkcast. We have a new perk for donors. I think it's at the five and up level. Maybe it's the three and up level. I don't remember. I thought it was three. I think it's three. Uh, anyway, it's for pretty much everybody. Um, which means you can join us in a Slack channel, which has been really fun so far. It has been pretty really fun. I really it. like talking to all of you guys. and um, It's better than Facebook, which I'm on a break from because I'm not confronted with other bullshit. Me too. I don't have to look at pictures of Facebook right now. This I don't so have nice. to look at pictures to of work. I, know. I don't have to <sighs> look at pictures of mm, Voldemort. Yeah. It's, uh, anyway, the, the Slack channel is uh, great. It's been really wonderful Wait. so far. <laughs> Uh, we have a channel for uh, people who've read the books. We have a channel for people who want to talk about the show once it airs for everyone else has seen it or um, rumors about what might happen in the future. We, I, today I started a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend channel because I just needed to talk to people about it. So there are other things. And then just people are coming in and making friends and it's been really fun. Uh, anyway, there are other perks as well. Again, patreon.com slash Drunkcast. Thanks to everybody who blocks us, but or blocks us. <laughs> Please don't. There's a button on Patreon that says block Patreon. <laughs> and, I, and I saw block. I was like, why would that be there? And I saw block and I said it out loud. Well, also, anyway. If they block us, good. Get away. <laughs> but love so, us still. <laughs> no, don't block us. So we need to thank our most generous patrons, uh, specifically Yvonne Kaiser, Ann Gavin, Katie Kirshner, Amanda Newton, Beth Locke, Kelly Sheehan, Jessica Do- Dobervich, Aaron Yitzi, Molly Layton, Heather Moore. By the way, Aaron Yitzi, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, please tell me. Uh, Molly Layton, Heather Moore, Ruth McCormick, Trish McCrary, Kara Marlowe, Catherine Galindo, Kiki the Wise, <laughs> Flourish Root, Dr. J, Friday Payton, Jen Lander Drunklin, and Master of Mistress of Baking, Master Baktress. <laughs> so, well, that's not right. Um, good Baker, Kathleen Moniz. 
you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast on Twitter at podlandercast. And if you want to see our little Instagram thingies on Sundays, that's me at Allison Shoe. You can also find me on Twitter at Allison Shoe. You can find Julie at Julie Starby. And you can find Janine at Pagel underscore Aaron. Um, so come say hi and stuff. Uh, and We'll do the spoilers in just a second, but for now, thanks so much. Yes. You're 16. Oh. You're beautiful. Okay, so we realized that we didn't actually acknowledge this, so we thought that we had better do it now. Um, uh, after we stopped recording, uh, we were just talking, getting ready to record like a teeny tiny bonus episode for Patreon subscribers. And uh, I went in the bathroom to pee. And apparently, <laughs> best ideas. Apparently, best ideas on the Previously, uh, I do my best thinking on the toilet because I realized that we had never <laughs> talked about this is our 50th episode. I can't believe it. Jesus. That's 50 episodes of, te- of television, of a podcast. 50. I just 50. truly cannot believe it. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot of episodes. It, and that's not counting like the Wizard World things, which never got released to anybody but Patreon subscribers. So it's just the stuff that was on iTunes, Stitcher, et cetera. And I was mm-hmm. making a joke to Julie about how like it's, you know, the, uh, after a year hanging out and she's like, no, no. Year and a half. It's been yeah. like, I, at, at first, I was like, "It's been more like two years, bro." <laughs> Not quite. But then I was like, "Wait, wasn't it April? April 2016?" Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, so there are some of you out there who've been listening since the very beginning, and I want to thank everybody who listens. And I have a special place in my heart for the people who find us at random and then go back and start from the beginning. It makes me so happy to think that you do that. Pro tip: <laughs> beginning season two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then go back for season one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's the order you, it'll be in in iTunes. Yeah. You, Start at the beginning of the podcast, not the beginning of the series. If you yeah. want to know our nicknames, because otherwise it's going to be a little tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's discussed on Reddit. I know. That fucking Aaron, did, you saw this on I Slack? I saw part of the thread. That's the actual thread they talk about? about what our nicknames? the fuck is up uh, with there's Reddit? There's a part of the thread is specifically, hi, everybody who's, li- listen, Reddit people, you have no idea how happy that made us. It just like made all of our fucking weeks. So, and um, it also explains some things, maybe having nothing to do with any of you lovely people who of are talking about the not. show. Of no. course anyway, not. We're, we're looking at you, Daphne. We're looking da- at you, yeah, Daphne. We're talking about you, Daphne. <laughs> stars intern. Daphne anyway, stars. Um, Daphne no, at BuzzFeed. In the in that Reddit in that particular Reddit Daphne. conversation thread, whatever string, whatever they call it, yeah. Reddit. Um, whatever. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it's a subreddit in yeah, the yeah. Outlander subreddit where they're talking about the podcast. Uh, it, sh- someone said like, "Oh, so hey, just heads up. Um, start at the beginning of the podcast, not the beginning of the show, because I just started listening when I started listening and." And then I was like, oh, great. I'll go back and listen to the season one episodes. And you'll get all the nicknames and shit if you just start from the top. I was like, yes, thank you. Sorry. We really should be better about that. I swear to God, I'm going to do a glossary. Maybe I'll do one this week. Anyway, um, point being, every, people who started listening last week and people who listened from the beginning and everybody in between, but especially people who've been listening since the beginning, there would be no point in us doing this show if people didn't listen to it. Uh, we like spending time together. We might still just hang out, drink beer and watch Outlander. But... Um, it's only really exists because you guys are cool. So we're maybe on track to have our biggest month ever. And that's what? amazing. And you're all what? One, you're wonderful, <laughs> wonderful creatures. And we love you. Um, and so, hey, guys. Oh, shit. 50 episodes. Oh, oh shit. shit. And. Gulp. Ah, now for real. Bye. 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 Bye.
Okay, and this is the part when we stall so we can do the spoilers section. In the books, uh, there's a section where there are sharks and they send, <laughs> of course there are, and then Julie is pouring me more beer. Oh, um, I, first of all, you should know I fucking love sharks. Anyway, there's- Wait, a, wait, what do you love about sharks? Everything. I love sharks too, But dude. why? Um, I directed a play about the that's first true, documented uh, attack of humans by sharks in recorded history in off the 18th, uh, off the coast of New Jersey at the turn of the century. I still have the the video of that. You need to get that at some point. <laughs> I do point. need to get that. Anyway, uh, I, I, I actually got to swim with sharks by myself. That's so cool. And it was the scariest, most amazing, cathartic, oh I shit. I would never do that. And I life. think you're crazy. Sharks are I'm incredible, best. incredible uh, animals. <laughs> I'm cool with sharks. And I respect They're them. They're fascinating. But I, I want to touch and them. And there's there's a whole thing, environmentally speaking, of people, uh, mostly because of Jaws, thinking that sharks are predators designed to attack humans. Um, yeah. And they're not. And so sharks get killed every year when they don't need to. Don't kill sharks. Anyway, so um, I love sharks. There's a section in the book about where sharks show up. And Aloysius Murphy is like, Oh, we're fucking killing those sharks. Do you even know? We make shark fin soup. We can do all this fucking shark meat, shark steak, shark sandwich. <laughs> so it's like four shark, shark cootery. Oh, yeah. Shots fired. Shots fired. So um, he's like the Forrest Gump. And he's well, like the Bubba he's Gump. The bubba. He's the, the bubba, bubba Gump of sharks. Yeah. 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 Uh, so they, and they're running low on, everybody's getting tired of eating hardtack and whatever and dried meat. So they get in some boats and they decide to go out and try to like kill these sharks. So some people are in the boats not Jamie because he needs a big boat because he's a weak seaman. Yeah, so he's no tiny shark. boats for Jamie. Uh, and they're out trying to kill a shark. And then Etienne Chao is like watching and he looks really fascinated. And then he's watching this pelican. He's like, that's a pelican. And then they're trying to kill the shark. Bad news, and right? Pelican sudden, is a bad no. omen. Then Etienne Chao, Mr. Willoughby, throws himself overboard <gasps> to try to catch this pelican. And I think he throws himself the pelican and grabs it and they fall into the water. So while they're trying to kill these sharks, Mr. Willoughby is in the water wrestling with a pelican. So Jamie is like, fuck, and throws himself overboard to get Mr. Willoughby. Oh my god. And then they have to and then like maybe the sharks are gonna get them and they have to, they kill a shark but then there's shark blood so then there are more, more sharks, sharks and all this shit. They have to get it back and forth. Everybody is so pissed at Mr. Willoughby because why the fuck did he do that? Right? And they're like, why did you why, why did you tackle a pelican? Who does that? And and he doesn't say anything. And then the next day, he takes a rope. He attaches it to the pelican's neck. And he throws a fish and goes for it. He comes back, gets another fish. Lets him out to the end of the rope, throws a fish. Pelican gets the fish. Comes back. He gets another fish. Trains the pelican so that he takes the rope off the pelican's neck. And he'll send it out to sea. It'll go catch fish. Bring them back. Get dried fish. He trains a pelican to bring him fresh fish. <laughs> yeah. That is so awesome. And then everybody loves him because fresh fish. All what the time. What the Isn't that fuck? awesome? That's so, so when good. he was watching that bird, before I could tell it was a seagull, I was like, like, it's a pelican. I was like, here's what's going to happen. Here's This is not as outlandish as somebody gets their arm cut off. I was like, great. He's going to throw himself overboard to get the pelican. And people are going to be like, oh, great. Well, there was a man overboard. Curse fixed. <laughs> And then he comes 
I come with a pelican and then they all get fish. And then I thought it would be that happy ending. And instead. That is interesting though, because I do actually think that a pelican is a harbinger of bad news. Bad news. Um, nautically speaking. Naughty news? Naughty news. <laughs> Nautical news. I do think that pelicans are supposed to be bad news. So that's, that's anyway, that's cool. Because in my mind, I thought that that was a superstition. And so, therefore, fuck it's it. real. Yeah. It's real. You know what? If I believe it, it's real. If I want to achieve, I will believe. <laughs> Don't dream it, be it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's like that. That's Tony Robbins, you killed my grandma. Oh, oh. oh. there's no way to end. <laughs> oh, I should say Julie's grandmother is still alive. No, but that was it. That was an old joke. <laughs> that was an old joke. I, I don't even know what to say. So, bye. Bye.